Season 2, Episode 11. Matt, you know what's coming at you. What? What? Nope. No. Just do, do you it. Want a, do you want a Freddie Benson it? I don't want a Freddie Benson it. So you want me to Freddie Benson it? You have. You are Freddie Benson. I, ho- I kind of hope not. He's one of the worst characters on that show. But he is the worst character on that show. Literally the worst, but <laughs> I'll do it anyways. All right. In five, four, three, two... Second covers season two, episode eleven, officially live on the spot, and it's a bit of a dull week in sports, but we at least have a few updates to share with you guys, in addition to some cool segments. So we'll kick it off with our rumor mill, as always, and we're going to move into some updates on both the NHL, which is some optimism, and the MLB, which might be some pessimism. And we will wrap up this show in the same way that we always do with the bottom of the barrel twist recently uh triple t the top tier and this week it's going to be you know even more positive than we're used to you know, come as a surprise so without further ado sula do you want to kick off your room or you want me to go first uh, i can kick it off all right go for it so with all the speculation around you know sports coming back or whatnot uh there's been a lot of talk about like what the nba might do like kind of like what came out with uh the NHL, what is it, the top 24 teams? Mm-hmm. Uh, get yeah, to play. and we'll get into so, that too, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, apparently <clears throat> most signs are pointing towards something like that for the NBA. I know there's been some talk of even doing like a, a World Cup-style tournament for them, which I think would be really cool. But apparently players, owners, coaches from the Cavs want to get back to playing basketball for some reason. I mean, they're the, they have, like, the furthest thing for the playoffs. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there is no point for them to play again. Like, I don't know why they would want to. They have nothing to play for. I mean, even guys who might be on a contract here, I mean, you have nothing to prove at this point either. So I don't know why anyone from the Cavs organization would want to play basketball again. But all but rumors are saying they all want to. <laughs> That's surprising because you have the converse of that too. We have I, Dame Lillard just came out and said, like, if the Blazers don't have a shot at the playoffs, he's yeah. not going to play. Yeah, there's no point. And everyone but Dan Orlovsky doesn't blame him. <laughs> yeah, well, so. Dan is just a different breed. Yeah, he's got to stop. He's becoming Paul. <laughs> he's becoming Paul Pierce. Yeah, Pretty not fair. a good look. No, but it is just like, like I don't know if you're on the Cavs, right? And let's say you are in a contract year and you're going to walk next year. Mm-hmm. Why risk getting injured? What are you going to get from playing right now? There, there's nothing anyone on the Cavs can do at all for anything. They can't. Right. Nowhere near making the playoffs. God forbid they win a game, win a few games. Like their draft lottery uh, case would get worse. But mm-hmm. I don't know why anyone, any of them would want to. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. I guess it's just the hunger of wanting to play some basketball. Um, I guess. 
Uh, I'm, I'm kind of the same boat. <laughs> you can do that. Let's be real. <laughs> go out and play some basketball. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what the NBA is going to do. I know we talked last last podcast about them maybe being in uh, in like Disney World in Orlando to at least get some games going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in a few days from now, we're recording on uh, May 28th. So in just a few days, they're going to be starting like allowing players to return to practice. Uh, if there are players in the state of New York, um, I know Cuomo or de Blasio, mm-hmm. one of the two, gave the okay for them to start going to facilities. But the Knicks are actually one of the teams that are uncertain about going back to practice. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just, it, it, there are signs of optimism, like you said, but it is just a sticky situation going on right now. And fingers crossed. That's all I'll say about yeah, it. Yeah, fingers crossed. And we'll touch base on what some of the other sports updates are too. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, there's good and bad. It's just been a dry spell. Over two months of sports just seems absolutely ridiculous. I'm yeah, I'm shocked. I, I'm shocked I've made it. Nothing lot. <laughs> well, you were creeping in the Madden Sims section there. <clears throat> it was only one time. <laughs> oh, hasn't been more than that. You haven't you haven't double down. No, it was the one time, and I won. So well, then, why not keep going? Because it ended, and also no. Yeah, it was a mistake the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Jared didn't run for four hundred yards. That's absurd. <laughs> yeah, he put up a forty burger. <laughs> Um, but on that topic, though, on football, my rumor comes for a free agent who has been the marquee free agent for a while and is still having himself, uh, finding himself in the situation where he doesn't have a team. It's Jadavion Clowney. The latest update on him is that he got a big time contract. So just taking the cycle here, he came into free agents saying, I want $20 million a year. That's my asking price. Mm. nobody touched it. I don't know if offers were made, but it seems like nobody came close to touching that. So after a month or so, he said, all right, I'll drop it down from 20 to 17. At least his agent said that. I'll drop it down to 17. Let's mm-hmm. get a deal done for 17 mil a year. Still nothing. But now it's being reported that the Browns offered him a quote-unquote very lucrative deal, and he turned it down. He said, I'll, I'd rather test my options somewhere else. So... I don't know if it's a slap in the face to the Browns, to the city of Cleveland, to the state of Ohio maybe, but he said pretty much I'd rather take my chances elsewhere, even if it means sacrificing some cash uh, so I could test the market in places besides Cleveland. And as a result of his asking price, people are just afraid to touch him, including the Eagles who originally liked him and took him off their wish list. Uh, I'm guessing, like, I'm guessing it's got to be a slap in the face to Cleveland as a city because right? the team itself looks pretty good going into this next season. They're not that and bad with him on one edge and then uh, Miles Garrett on the other edge. Like, that's a pretty scary front line. You got a, <clears throat> a decent secondary. I don't know why he wouldn't want to play there. I can see why he wouldn't want to live in Cleveland, but. Playing there, it seems like a pretty decent fit for him. And I don't know. I And also, like, still that asking price after the season he had last year, pretty steep. <laughs> pretty steep. We're also paying for a guy who's got, like, the same abdominal injury every year. Yeah, exactly. Like, you Which, don't know what you're going to get with him. Yeah, it's tough because he's obviously a, a huge talent. But, yeah. I mean, being able to be on the field is a big part of getting a big payday. So, I yeah. agree. But, I mean, if you could play alongside Miles Gary, you could turn that defense to become elite. 
pretty quickly. Um, oh, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what he's valuing here, if he's valuing the bag or he's valuing where he'll live. Um, and it'd be interesting to get in the mind of J- Jadavion Clowney right now. But as of right now, he Spin. said no to the Browns. Speaking of the uh, AFC North, okay. apparently a lot majority of bets uh, for the over-under on the uh, win-losses for the Ravens, most people taking the under. What's that at uh, right now? It was either 10.5 or 11.5, which I know is a big difference, but yeah. a lot of people taking the under on the win total for the Ravens. I mean, I could see under eleven and a half. I don't know about under ten and a half. I don't know if they'd go ten and six. A I mean, lot I of people, a lot of people thinking that regression's coming. That was just too good of a season he had. I don't know. I'll admit that once you figure out, you know, how to c- contain the pocket there, it mm-hmm. might be a big difference. But I don't know. The Ravens just got better this year, uh, adding Dobbins, adding a yeah. couple more pieces. Like I, I don't know if they're going to lose more games than last year. We'll see. We'll see. Sure, we'll see. Well, maybe we'll see. I don't know if we'll have the NFL next year. I hope so. I know, I, I think we'll have the NFL. I think we will. Probably. At that yeah. point, I have to imagine we're making a little bit of progress. Yeah, for sure. But that actually kind of leads into our next point, which was the big segment of the NHL. Hockey is maybe officially back. And I say maybe because they took a big leap forward in their next progression towards the playoffs so obstacle one of figuring out how it would be formatted is completed. It's agreed upon between the players and the organizations. And Sula, it's kind of what you touched on. It'd be a 24-team playoff, mm-hmm. which is enormous considering there are 30 teams in the NHL. Yeah. But, I mean, what is that, five out of six, I think, would make the playoffs in that case? Whatever the math comes out to be. Um, it'd be kind of like tournament-style, best-of-five series in a 24-team bracket. Um, and you just you just have a massive Stanley Cup playoffs. So I don't know what your opinions are on that one, but it seems like it's just be a free for all. I think I think it's gonna be fun. I think listen, any idea that got sports back to me, great idea. I really don't care what it is. I could be confused as hell, and I probably <laughs> will be when it all starts. But at some point, we're gonna have sports back, and that's really all I care about. That's yeah, a good point. I mean, it's just like I was watching some old Rangers highlights um, because now I'm excited because the Rangers under the normal regular season would not have come close to, to touching the playoffs. But now they're going to be an 11 seed, which is ridiculous to say an 11 seed makes the playoffs. But there they are. They're going to be in the playoffs. So I'm ready for Ranger hockey, no matter how disappointing it might be. I'm kind of surprised they went with the amount of teams that they did. Yeah, me too. But I guess they're just trying to get back a little of that TV deal money and everything. So it makes sense to for the betterment of the league to try and get as much money back as possible. But And you know what? I don't really hate it, but it, it was just a little I, – I saw it as a little odd. There's 12 teams from – is it just the top 12 or 12 from each conference? Or they just get rid of conferences? I think – no, I think it's 12 from each conference. But I might be okay. mistaken on that. It, it's kind of unclear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I – think it's 12 from each conference because I think the Rangers were an 11 seed in the current standing and there's no way they're an 11 seed over on the NHL so I'm pretty sure it's conference okay I saw um uh Scott Kevin O'Connor wrote a piece about what they might do for the NBA it's like World Cup style where mm-hmm. it'd be like uh like say the Bucks 
are in one seed and then they get the last seed put into their camp. Kind of like kind of like the um all the different tables. Like, it'd, be, it'd be like the playoffs normally where the top seed plays the uh bottom seed and like you know it makes it easier for the best teams to still get out. But there was like the possibility of like one uh quadrant being crazy. It was like the Celtics, the Sixers, the Mavs, and some other team. Oh my god, those guys just all playing each other to see <laughs> who makes it out of the playoffs. I was like, oh, give me that. Inject that right into my face. <laughs> yeah. Shove it down my throat. I can watch that forever. <laughs> no, you know what I was thinking too? Like, if all this shit happens, like and we're gonna end with a baseball too next, but if all this stuff happens, we have like these weird seasons. Uh, we've talked about it in the past, like, would this be like a tainted record? And I'm starting to lean on the side of no for the purpose of just like if you look back and you say, like, the, let's say the 1988 or no, I think it's the 1998 playoffs uh, or the NBA season where it was a lockout season, but no one looks at the Spurs or whoever won that. I'm pretty sure it was the Spurs who won that year and says that that finals is Ill- illegitimate, you know, like 10 years on the line, no one's going to care. Yeah. And even the, I've heard people say, and by people I mean I think it was just Bill Simmons say that <laughs> that that Spurs one is a, has a little asterisk next to it. But you also never hear that about the 2011 Heat. That was a lockout season. Yeah, and no, no one cared. Maybe it's probably because they were going to win anyways. But <laughs> no one cared. Yeah, no, it's just like as long as you play, no one's going to remember the amount of games out there. No one's going to remember yeah. the predicament so much. Um, also, they got through what like. 68 games right it was like the same thing like everything was mainly set and if we have a close to regular playoffs where everyone is everyone has an equal shot just like they did i don't see any reason why it should be tainted in fact i think it'd be it might be better these guys got to rest they're rejuvenated you know they're all practicing anyway so it's not like they're gonna be oh some of them will be out of shape but like (laughs) no there have been reports that lebron's been like getting two guys with him like every two different guys and uh training all the time like Mm -hmm. a lot the top guys have been staying in shape and like they're i think they're just going to be rejuvenated fresh their legs are going they're going to be jumping out the gym it's going to be awesome that's a good point i even think about is like this is the ultimate load management going on right now yeah like no longer is Kawhi the guy that's being rested and everyone's like oh Kawhi, you know he he was rested in the regular season so of course he's gonna go off the playoffs now all these guys are on the same level playing field yeah they're all rested like now you see like prime v prime. Who's who's going to be like the alpha of the NBA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was like the year that LeBron was not uh, doing load management. Like I think he missed maybe one game this season, or maybe none. I actually don't remember. But well, that Lakers way, team like, aside from LeBron is ass. Well, AD. <laughs> well, I mean, well, AD's hurt like sixty percent of the games. Yeah, that's true. Ah, even better. Lakers, <laughs> yeah. Lakers will not be stopped this year. <laughs> I mean, but the next best player is Alex Caruso, Rajon Rondo. I, Alex Caruso is not terrible. He's not good. He's a great role player. That 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 that's not good. That's he's not, not a starter. <laughs> no, he's not. But he's the next starter. best player there. Well, I mean, yeah, Kuzma's not great. Either way, LeBron's getting his fourth. He probably. And that'll if, be two weird seasons for LeBron to win a title. That's true. <laughs> Granted, though, the I mean, the Jordan stands will be out in bunches. I was about to say, like you, you look at this holistically. <laughs> the guy has made the weirdest finals runs, but you look back at the Cleveland season, his rookie season, when he took him to the championship, and the next best player was Zydrinus Olgowskis. I mean, 
no help there whatsoever. Yo, don't put don't put bad taste in Z's mouth. Come on, Z was great. He sucks, but he was awesome. Yeah, he was not good. Farajal, fucking Mo Williams, yeah, Booby Gibson, Delonte Come West. On. What a team! What a crew! <laughs> that was a weird team, but awful, awful team. It would just be awesome to see the NBA again. I mean, I need to see the NBA. I need basketball. And if there's a shot at the Knicks making the playoffs, I would be so disappointed because they don't <laughs> deserve to be there, no. and they'll get their asses kicked. And that, you know what? That actually makes me kind of happy because mm-hmm. they realize how poorly this organization is run. So it gets swept out of the first round. I think I think it would be pretty cool. I don't think there's been any talk of it though. If like everyone makes it, like the Warriors just to get to go in, like if Clay can come back oh. and Steph is back healthy, I so like stupid. as like the the 32 seed that like make it to the final four. How cool would that be? <laughs> well, that just be. I'd feel bad at that point because then you say, what was the point of playing all the regular season? Well, true, but I mean. It doesn't look like KD's going to come back, but KD could possibly come back. That would just be absurd. Just like you said, people are taking the Nets as like the second most favorite team yeah. in the futures. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. That's absurd. That'd be awesome. I would love to see that. Yeah, can you imagine? If I don't think Clay's Nets- anywhere close to coming back, though. No, I think they said he needed a full year. But yeah. KD, too, said he needed a full year, like even rehabbing. But if you had Warriors-Nets, that'd be a pretty cool storyline in the finals. That'd be so funny. <laughs> be the biggest troll of all time. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, hopefully, I mean, we the NHL took that step going, going back to hockey. NHL took that step to get at least a proposal of 24 teams in the playoffs. But now they have another major obstacle of, okay, so now we have the format. What do we do in terms of the health concerns? Because that's the big if. Mm. You know, hockey, even though you're not touching the ball because it's a puck on ice, um, you still have players decking the living shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, players just getting as close as possible on the bench. Like, eh, There's just no doubting that there's going to be contact in this sport, that people are going to go head-to-head just like you would in any other sort of contact sport. So uh, there are still major health concerns to figure out. Hopefully they're working with, I guess, the CDC or who or whatever to figure out, whatever organization to figure out what they need to do. But um, at least step one, complete. Step two, in the works. Yeah. And in theory, like say they tested everybody that's going to be there. Mm-hmm. You only got to test them once if they all test negative, right? Because uh, if you then like quarantine them in a hotel, where are they going to get it? I, I mean, that's true. But then you also have to assume that you're, they're not going anywhere after the games. You assume they'd be smart enough. <laughs> you would hope so. Yeah. I mean, you never know, though. People, what, what, what if they're all in Vegas and they're like, hey, you know what? Fuck it, we're playing in Vegas. Let's go out. And then here you go. I feel like you'd be risking a pretty major paycheck. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> just to have like a fun night in Vegas. Let's which, just have, let's just have some hockey. You know, why don't we just get something going? Yeah, I, I just need a little hockey. I need a little something. Yeah, I mean the playoff hockey highlights got me hyped. I mean it wouldn't be as cool this year just because there won't be fans in attendance, and I feel like that's where the atmosphere is. Is those yeah. playoff hockey goals, but yeah, it'll it's something. It's something. Yeah, all I need, all we need is something. There the we match, go. The match wasn't enough. No, I mean, I guess we could talk about the match for two minutes if you want to. <laughs> There's not much to talk about there. Brady hit a cool shot. Other than that, it was just like, a... yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish they like just. I think it would have been more fun had Brady 
not suck the entire time because you saw it on his face like he got in competitive mode and he like wasn't talking to anybody like he uh-huh. wasn't shit talking looks like peyton was afraid to start shit talking because <laughs> he was like oh this guy's pretty fucking pissed right now <laughs> like if, if brady was at least playing well i feel like it would have been a little better they would have been talking a little shit but oh well yeah i only saw the highlights i only saw the uh, really that one brady shot and then other than that i saw he sucked the entire time there was one cool hole where uh, they called uh, uh, Russell Wilson called in, and he okay. said for every it was a par three. He said for every shot that's within twelve feet of the hole, he would donate a hundred thousand meals to um, Wheels Up. I think it was okay. And three out of four cool. guys, yeah, three out of four guys got within twelve feet. So Russell wow, Wilson, three hundred thousand meals, three hundred thousand meals, which was awesome. That's nuts. The only guy who couldn't do it was Tiger. Apparently, oh my god, Tiger. Yeah, it's got to be embarrassing. Like Brady and, and uh, Peyton got within like three feet of the hole. It was really quick. <laughs> or maybe Tiger just didn't want those meals donated. <laughs> He's just like, Bad I could do this Tiger's in my back. sleep. Bad guy Tiger's back. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag cancel Tiger. No, no, no. We don't need that again. No. <laughs> no, no please really don't cancel Tiger. Again. We need more Tiger. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. I, I guess on the less optimistic side of things, Matt, I don't know if you've been keeping up on what's been going on with the MLB proposal updates, but uh, it seems like it's pretty bleak as of right now. Yeah, we're not getting baseball. No. Uh, <laughs> to fill in what's been going on, um, you have a guy like Marcus Stroman, pitcher for the Mets, saying, quote, he's not optimistic about baseball this year. And when I read that headline, I said, why? I thought we were making progress towards a deal. Like, I thought I saw, like, players and owners want to get each other back. Like, I thought this was in the works. And then you look at what the recent proposal was um, to break it down. Jeff Passan from, I think Jeff Passan works for ESPN, but I might be mistaken. But he had the breakdown of what uh, prorated salaries would look like based on what your tier is. And just for like consolidating it, I'll use these three metrics. If you make the league minimum, which as of right now, I'm pretty sure is about $563,000. Mm-hmm. You would receive two hundred and sixty-two thousand for this season if you played half a season. So you get a just under fifty percent of your salary, forty-seven percent. Every tier that you move up in terms of how much you were expected to make this year, you receive a, a lower percentage. So if you go to a million dollars as your signed salary, you'd make only four hundred thirty-four thousand. So it's forty-three percent. So you lose some percentage points there, and that keeps going lower and lower and lower as you climb up the salary ranks and when you get up to 35 million someone like an ace tier player like Garrett Cole who's expected to make 36 million dollars on his new deal you'd only make just under 8 36 million to 8 yeah less than a quarter of your salary no yeah. way <laughs> no way not I, a shot i just don't know where this comes from yeah, I mean, it seems like every proposal they give just gets worse and worse for the players. It's like, it's like the owners do not want baseball. It kind of seems like that, way, right? I mean, and I get you got to believe they're gonna lose money that way. Just even if they pay them just half their salary, like just half of what they were gonna get from what they're gonna make off t- the TV rights and the TV deals and everything, they've got to be making money. <laughs> I would think so. Like, even if it's not a super profitable business, it just looks so bad from all the organizations to be like, no, you know what? 
no baseball. So we're not going to pay, pay our guys. Mm-hmm. I, I think baseball has always been known for having like the worst owners and boys is showing. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I mean, the, the proposal got worse and worse. I mean, yeah. I, I think it was a month ago we talked about Blake Snell and they were like, it was originally 50% cut and they want to cut that by 50% again. And it's been worse since then. I mean, I don't know what the owners are doing. Um, and not to sound like, you know, some like eat the rich sort of guy, but these guys are billionaires. Yeah. You know, like your players are millionaires, no doubt, but you're a billionaire mm-hmm. and you're furloughing your staff and you're not paying your players mm-hmm. it j- just because. I, 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 it's just astonishing to me. I feel like it's a win-all if, if you just take a little bit less and use that salary to pay your guys. Yeah, plus you'll have like – you'll be in the good graces of the players, the good graces of the fans. You'll be in the good graces of everybody, and everyone will be more inclined to like in the future go to more games, buy more merchandise, do everything. Maybe even take a pay cut in the future. Be like, no, this guy was there for us when we needed it. Like, I don't know. It just seems like it's not in their best interest to, like, pretty much you're mocking the players by what the numbers you're giving them. Yeah, well, especially when you get to the star guys. I mean, and there's been, like, I guess, I don't even know if it's a conspiracy because it seems pretty damn true that there are reports that this might be, this proposal might be a way of trying to, um, divide the MLB Players Association because there's that one side where you're like, oh, well, if you're like a, a league minimum player or you don't make that much money, you're still getting half your salary. Yeah. But if you're a star, you practically get nothing. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just them trying to be like, oh, well, if we're a league minimum guy, like I kind of like this deal. But if you're, an, if you're an ace, then you don't. And it's just so clear cut that it's, as I speak it out loud, it's so clear cut that this is just like a divisive way of, of of just trying to get some sort of leverage. And I don't know what that leverage is. You're not getting baseball back. I also feel like this could quite possibly lead to like a player's strike for future seasons. I, I, why would it? I, would, I mean, why would you want to play for these guys? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. These guys are, I don't know what they're thinking. I really don't. No, but and that's just the. I, just a couple podcasts ago, we were talking about how the MLB might be coming back July 1st. And now, mm-hmm. now it just looks like the greed gets even greedier in this situation because now no one's getting paid. The players don't like it. The owners like it. It's just butting heads. And time's starting to run out here. We're, we're about to approach June, and we still don't have mm-hmm. even coming close to a deal. Um, even Max Scherzer came out on Twitter and had a whole like big notes message where he was saying like, if they're going to keep cutting our salaries, we're not going to even like, we're not even going to start negotiations if they have a deal where they're cutting our salaries even further because this is getting ridiculous. Yeah, it really is ridiculous. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand it at all. So we went from here, optimism, high optimism, to low, low optimism, extreme pessimism, and I'm getting worried that. Baseball is not coming back, which is too bad because the Mets looked pretty good this year. Yeah, it's rock bottom optimism for sure. Yeah. It's straight um, pessimism. <laughs> straight, it's straight. straight pessimism. Yeah. Um, it's too bad too because this could have been a good experimental year as well. You know, they have proposals on – I mean, people have been talking about having a shortened season for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. People have been talking about the universal DH debate – People have been talking about um, like shortening the time for every uh, individual pitch. These are all things you could have tested out when it was a half a season. You know, 
you don't have to implement it as, as much. You get to see how it rides out. Mm-hmm. Now you get no revenue. You don't get mm-hmm. any of that experimentation and you get bitterness from every fan base because we have no baseball and yeah. resentment of players. Like this is just the ultimate losing situation. I, I, I have no more comments on it. I don't, I don't even know. That's basically, I, I don't even know. <laughs> as you uh, wear your Let's Go Mets shirt. Yeah, it's my pod shirt. <laughs> to your pod shirt, nice. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag fire the Wilpons. I wish the Wilpons would sell the team as a, as a side note. What if the Wilpons were like the only team that were like, no, guys, we should definitely play. <laughs> you know what the truth is? That'd be hysterical, first of all. Yeah. You know what the truth is? Is that all the other owners were like, all right, we'll pay them all 50%. Yeah. And the Wilpons like, no way. That's definitely no. more likely. <laughs> yeah. That's 100% what happened there. Yeah. So high, high optimism NHL, pretty good optimism NFL, pretty decent optimism NBA. Yeah. Nothing MLB. MLB at the bottom of the barrel there. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, all you can do is hope and pray at this point because we're not in those discussions. Uh, but if you ask me, it would just be nice. Nice to see the guys on the field, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even two. I think Juris Familia from the Mets said if we don't play, like we're going to be at more risk of injury next year because these guys aren't training as much. So you're going to come back and exert yourself and hurt yourself. Yeah. So even reason number five. Uh, or ten, or fifty, as to why to bring the season back. We said a lot. We're 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 close. To, we're close to fifty. <laughs> we're close to fifty. I'll put together like, um, oh my god, who's the guy? Martin Luther's ninety nine reasons. <laughs> just fucking just hammer it to hammer the church on doors. Will, hammer it on Will Pond's door. <laughs> <laughs> hammer on your door, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah. So again, just like we said, fingers crossed. But if you ask me. If you're a guy like Derek Cole, who would be going from 36 mil to 8 mil for playing half of the season, I wouldn't yeah. do it either. Yeah, I, it's hard to blame him. That's all we can say. We give yeah. the league updates. So why don't we go to a little more optimism here? Uh, our triple T for the day. And we're a little earlier than we usually would. We usually hit the 45-minute mark. But sports, there are a lot of updates here. So we're going to hit at the 30-minute mark. Uh, triple T, the top tier. We're going to do very, very feel-good. And by that, I mean... The best feel-good moments in sports, a way to get some, you know, some good feels back in the pod because good feels back in this overall environment because sometimes it gets a little dark with coronavirus and, mm-hmm. and just everything going on in the world right now. So, Sula, you've been kicking off a lot because this has been your 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 segment ideas, but I will pitch to you if you want to go first again in this one. The floor no, is you yours. got it. You want me to go first? You can go first. All right, screw it. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I'll say one of the – one of my top feel-good moments in sports was a pretty recent one. Um, after Jose Fernandez passed away in 2016, um, the game after, the very first game the Marlins played back, it was at home against the Mets. And obviously both of us Mets fans, you want to see the Mets win a game, but in this situation you just have to be rooting for the Marlins here. I mean, they just lost a star, uh, a member of their family, member of the baseball community, so everyone's in their fields. And D. Gordon in the very first at bat, a guy who hadn't hit a home run all season, takes Bartolo Colon deep to right. Uh, and even said beforehand, like I felt like I was going to take that one out of the park for Jose. Um, it's just stuff like that when you dedicate to um, a late teammate in such a sad situation where he passes in the middle of the season just so unexpectedly. It's tough not to feel, especially even as um, an opposing you know fan. You know, 
you know, no one wants to see the Mets give up home runs, but there you just you're just rooting for D Gordon and the Marlins. Yeah, no, I I remember. Uh, I definitely did. I don't think I watched that game, but I saw the highlight. And when I saw the uh, was it, I think as you said, D Gordon hits home run first at bat. I was like, that is like it's like something you can't even write a movie about. Right. They say, I know they say that all the time about sports, but it's true. Like it's something that you literally can't make up. No, and seriously, it, it just seems so unscripted, but so perfectly scripted. Yeah, and it, it like it can only bring a smile to your face, no matter what uh, team you're a fan of, no matter anything. Like you're gonna sit there and smile and say that that was beautiful. Right. So obviously, a very somber situation for Jose Fernandez to pass uh, in the middle of the season in a boating accident, but just a great moment there in, in the road to recovery for. Miami, Florida, MLB, everyone. So mm-hmm. that's one of my top feel-good moments. But Sula, what do you have as one of your tops? My top I have uh, watching the Chicago Cubs win their first World Series in 108 years. It was – like when you say 108 years, there were <laughs> Chicago Cubs fans who lived and died and did not watch their team win a World Series. That's so hard to do. That's crazy. It's crazy. And they had to live through guys like Steve Bartman. Yeah. Who, granted, should not have been vilified the way he was. No. I feel super bad for that guy. But like his life is gone. Yeah. It's oh, is it still? Does anyone really care anymore? Well, now that they won the World Series, I think he might be okay. Yeah, but like But he had 13 years in between there. Yeah, they had a really rough 13 years there. <laughs> But, uh, like, watching um, videos of, like, Wrigley of Chicago going absolutely apeshit because that is a Cubs town. Sure, that I think the White Sox won in 2005, but who, mm-hmm. really, who cares about the White Sox? Watching the Cubs win their first World Series in 108 years, it was great to see for the city of Chicago, for those fans. And another thing, you just, like, even if you're, like, a Cardinals fan, you're just like, you know what? That's good for them. That's nice for them. Like, it's hard to be mad at something like that. You know what's funny? First of all, I agree with or you. Or even the Indian fans. Um, well, I'm sure the Indian fans are pissed because they had a 71-year drought of their well, own. Oh, yeah. But come on. So that's not a <laughs> yeah, And also you're the Indians, not the Chicago Cubs. So <laughs> Yeah, well, they had the Indians, too, to, like, try and get some brownie points there. We're like, they brought out, like, a 93-year-old fan who was like, I haven't seen them win since I was 12. And they're like, uh, kind of like leading on to the idea of if they don't win now, she's going to die. Yeah, it was it was kind of a like a you know a sneaky sort of play. I didn't really I don't like that one from Cleveland. Yeah. I thought that was a bit of pushing over the edge there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to say, what's funny is that right after the World Series, all the Cardinals fans that I saw were just going insane. Like, yeah, well, you know, we won a few years ago, and we have way more titles than you guys, so it's like nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how it goes, honestly. It's kind of like when the Red Sox broke their streak and then here come the Yankee fans. Oh, we got, 20. <laughs> yeah. we got 26. Granted, 13 of them came in 1920 and 1930, but still. Right, against but, two-legged Bob and his right. blue jeans. Exactly. So, like, you know, like, I don't know. I was happy for him. I'm happy it wasn't in – I was more happy it wasn't in 2015. Yes. Yeah, I was. If that if they won that year, I would be furious. I think I've said this before because goddamn, what were they? What's the stupid movie called? 
Back to the Future oh, fans the future. running around going, <laughs> oh, the Cubs are going to win it this year. I hope they beat the Mets in the playoffs. Like, no, shut up. Come on. Yeah. Don't give a shit about Back to the Future. <laughs> I remember you being just like enraged all there the time for that so reason. There were so many kids at my school <laughs> walking around with Cubs hats. I was like, you a Cubs fan? Like, no. They just like Back to the Future said they would win it this year. I was like, dude, I hate you. Like, oh my get God. out of my face. Like, Back to the Future is not the Simpsons here. First of all, the Simpsons. Predict absolutely everything. Yeah. <laughs> They're spot on this year with the whole mm-hmm. coronavirus and killer bees. The episode was tied. All of you saw it. <laughs> no, but they were like, oh my God. The, the doctor was like, ha, ah, we don't have a cure yet. But here, go look at that truck. And here, go the fucking murder hornets. Like, yeah. it's 2020 in a nutshell. Yeah. I don't know what kind of drugs they're doing over there in that writing <laughs> room, but <laughs> they, make you see the, they make you see the future, apparently. <laughs> They're so woke. Oh, yeah. the Simpsons. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, even in Indiana, when I went to Indiana U, I was surrounded by Cubs fans. So it was a little bit annoying mm-hmm. that every game was just like, you know, thousands of Cubs jerseys, thousands of Kyle Schwarber jerseys because he went to IU. But I mean, you can't deny like the, the call of Joe Buck with the Cubs winning the World Series and just seeing them celebrate for the first time in over a century. Yeah. How can you complain at that? I mean, that's it's almost sad, but mm-hmm. you have to feel good for them. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about, like, 16-year-olds being like, it's been 108 years. Like, no, dude, it's been 16 for you. And really, yeah. realistically, it's been, like, six. So, like, yeah, I don't right. know how much you really get to say that. <laughs> True. Well, you have all the kids, too, who are not baseball fans until it's the postseason because of the Cubs. Yeah. And, like, oh, here we go. It's baseball time. Yeah, yeah. Big Cubs fan here. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not you how get that works. in every fan base, though. You get that in every fan base. Yeah. But it was uh, – I've got to admit, I was kind of rooting against the Cubs in that World Series. And so when Rajai Davis hit that solo shot at the uh-huh. at the bottom of the ninth, I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. I had no I had no horse in the race. However, I did think it'd be hilarious if they lost. So <laughs> kind of rooting for that too, but I was also like, it's going to be cool if they win. Right. Um, but that's one. What do you have as a snake draft sort of style number two? Mm, I think I'll I I think I'll be safe if I keep these. I'll, I guess I'll go the sadder one first. And okay. it was uh, the day or whenever game started again after Kobe had passed. Mm-hmm. When all the teams did the either the 24 second shot clock, the eight second backcourt violation, all right. those things, like every single time it happened, like I teared up a little bit. I smiled. I was like, this is so nice. Like, this is literally how important this guy was to this league. And it just like made you feel good. Be like, this guy was such a huge entity in this sport. And all the guys on the court right now grew up watching him. They wanted to play basketball because of him. And, watching them pay respects in those unique ways I thought were awesome. Yeah. No, it really was a really touching thing to see. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for me, I saw something that made me upset when it comes to that, which was all the idiots on Twitter afterwards who were like, like the fans of the teams who are playing in those games and like, well, we should have taken the violation there. We could have gotten a, a, a dunk or three. I'm like, are you like, really? you, have, people you, saying that? you have to be trolling right now because that is a re ridiculous take that is quite possibly the worst take <laughs> i've ever heard in my life like that's that's worse than the the asshole from like the i think it was the washington post who like literally 10 minutes after he died was like yeah but don't forget what he did in colorado oh my like, god i know 
fuck up. No, there, there was a teacher too who was on video. She was like, well, we can't forget about his past. I'm I like, was, okay, well, the guy just fucking died. I so. was furious when Seriously. I saw Seriously. Like, I didn't even know what to do. My hands were shaking. I was like, I, I don't want to tweet because I don't want to be an asshole. But, like, <laughs> I got to tell someone how goddamn angry I am. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw those guys saying that stuff on Twitter, I was like, I need to shut my phone off for the day because yeah. this is just absurd. I'm happy I didn't see any of Oh, my God. You would have been beside yeah. yourself. I probably would have been. Because like, the first few games, like they did the 24. Mm-hmm. Second, I was like, all right, that's cool. And then when I guess someone had the idea, it was like, there's an eight-second shot clock violation. I was like, oh, my God, that's so good. <laughs> I was like, this is, I don't know. I, every time, I, like I watched the videos over and over again. I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Horrible situation. But, like, this is of course quite possibly the best way. To, it just – it's poetry that like those are the two violations with those two numbers. Right. No, it, it seriously was. And it was super touching the fact that people thought about doing yeah. that for him. Uh, Lee wide. Um, yeah. So yeah, like you said, horrible situation, but uh, a nice sort of tribute for mm-hmm. the late Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, mine is maybe a little more, I guess they're all feel good, but mine is, I guess like a revival sort of moment. Uh, for the state of New York in New York City. Uh, one of mine is Mike Piazza after September 11th, the first game played yeah. back uh, professional sports-wise in New York City uh, after the September 11th attacks. And I remember the Mets. I didn't watch this game because I was uh, five at the time, so mm-hmm. <laughs> don't quite remember it too well, kindergarten. Uh, but just watching like the old game footage, Mets were down to the Braves, um, either down or tied late in the game. And Piazza comes to back and drills a homer to deep left center. Uh, and the Mets fans, I remember, like, even the commentators were saying, like, these guys are ready to get on their feet for something because, you know, the entire city needs it. The, obviously, the nation needs it, but especially New York City needs something to get behind and rally right now. And Piazza in his interview, too, was saying, like, you know, it's just one of those athlete moments where you know this is so important, so you just lock in. And he was like, that pitch was a complete blur to me, but I saw it so perfectly and just took it to deep left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second that happened, commentators erupt, Shea Stadium erupts, um, just in a bunch of cheers and emotion and um, just just positive vibes all around, just something to get behind there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you said, we were five. Don't remember <laughs> it too well. But, yeah, it was definitely one of those things that, like, rejuvenated an entire city that needed it and like it kind of like this one it's like one of those moments where i've 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 known so many people like because i went to a liberal arts school that just think sports are stupid it's like one of those moments that like you look at it it gets such a reaction everyone forgot about what was happening in the real world for a minute Mm -hmm. and it's like this is why sports are so great like it, it can just like any moment can bring a, a smile to someone's face. Right, so like, yeah. Like it, take you away from reality when you really need it. Exactly. Like, it's not about competition, but, like, it's just, like, this, like, release valve yeah. of emotions for what's going on in the world sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's just, like, the perfect relief. Even if your team sucks. I'm a Knicks fan. I'll never see anything good happen uh, for New York basketball, but I can at least appreciate when good moments happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but my last feel-good moment for our Triple T, I'm going to go – I'm torn between two because they're both great ones, but I'm going to go with uh, Isaiah Thomas, IT4, from the Boston Celtics at the time. Mm. 
uh, when they went into the playoffs. This is just a few weeks after his sister had passed away in an unfortunate car accident. And on that day of the playoffs, it was his late sister's birthday that they were playing. And he had the game of his life dropping 53 points in a Celtics win in which, and right after you could see him just like bawling his eyes out in emotion yeah. because like, you could tell how special it was for him to, he even said in his interview, like I'm here to represent my sister because she's always going to be with me and I'm here playing for her tonight. And yeah. to get the playoff win with the game of your life, um, it's just, obviously I'm not a Celtics fan, but it's tough not to love that sort of, uh, you know, that tribute to her. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching that game literally just in awe of this 5'9 guy just freaking out. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about the broadcast was literally every shot. <laughs> the Whoever was commentating the game, probably Al Michaels, just like he's doing it for his sister. I was like, dude, I think we got it. Like, save it for the end. There's he, a little bit like the NFL like, draft where every guy had this, like, terrible backstory. Yeah. This year. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, the Isaiah thing was absolute, like – there, there's so many like ones like that. Like I think Brett Favre threw for like 400 yards the day after his dad died. That was my honorable mention. Was Brett Favre 399 yeah. yards and four touchdowns uh, right yeah. after his dad passed away? Then there was. Did you finish the last dance yet? I think you must have gotten to the part when Jordan mm-hmm. won the title in '96 and like he literally took the title, like started crying. It was the first time he won after his dad had died. Right. Like there's a ton of things like that. I think that. Yeah, but Isaiah was just. Isaiah, he was like almost crying on the court. Like he was doing so well, and he was like, "Yeah, how yeah, could you yeah. not?" Yeah, I know that was a great game to watch. Yeah, but what do you have? Is um, I might have another honorable mention too because you brought one to my there's, head. So there's so many. Yeah, there really are. Uh, but now what's your got, third? We got time, so that's true. We do have time. Um, um, but my, take your third, so I don't take it by accident. My last one is it's more of a in the moment because what has happened after has mm-hmm. not been great for this dude. And what happened before was not great. It was uh, watching Josh Hamilton in the – I had a feeling that's where you're going yeah. to name that. With, with the, in the 08 uh, home run derby because he was – well, he was a, uh, a drug addict. He was in rehab for most of his years, like one of the most promising prospects. Mm-hmm. And he showed it in 2008. Like that's – did he win the MVP that season? Um, I don't know about MVP, but he had a hell of a season. He had a hell of a season. It was he was like the guy to watch all season. And then it was the All Star Game in Yankee Stadium. I think it was their la- the last season of Yankee Stadium. Yeah, or they closed it. And um, Josh Hamilton just first round goes out there and hits twenty eight home runs, several out of the damn stadium. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. And the whole time, and it was one of the. It was when um, the home run derby was like the old rules where it's like you don't hit 10 home runs, it's an out. So anything not a home run's an out. This guy hit 28 before getting to 10 outs. And every time it was more impressive than the last. Yeah. And like, you know, when you know his backstory about his drug addiction and everything, like it was just this great redemption story. The the entire 08 season was a great redemption story. That 08 season and that home run derby was something special to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's too bad, too, that with the format, like, those home runs don't carry over because then he lost it to Justin Morneau in the final round because uh, well, he just like, exhausted himself. That's like that's like the past few, like, dunk contests. Like, there you were uh-huh. Aaron, Jordan, Aaron Gordon's dunk contest. Like, that was Josh Hamilton's home run derby. And right. No one's going to remember it otherwise. It was like Galarraga's perfect game. It's not a perfect game, but it is a perfect game. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> but yeah, it really is like that's his the ultimate like comeback story for Josh Hamilton after everything he'd been through. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching that game. I was in I was in Rhode Island at that time watching the home run derby, and it was just like bomb after bomb after bomb, like just cranking them yeah. into the, at the upper right deck. I was going wild. I was like, <laughs> <"Yeah>, another one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good one. I don't know. Do you have any honorable mentions of some feel goods? Um, I always, outside of like professional sports, whenever like you see like high school teams and they put like the manager in or something, right. like let them hit a three. Those are always always great to watch. Mm-hmm. Like anything like that, I love anything where it's like kind of like a make a wish thing, where like they get like a, a hockey player or like shout out someone or something. Like those are always fantastic. But yeah. You reminded me of one when you were talking about, um, you know, shot after shot with Isaiah Thomas. Um, Chris Paul, I remember he talked about, I believe his his grandfather, is either his grandfather or uncle passed away, um, I'm, I think at the age of 68. And I'm probably getting the story wrong, so anyone who's interested, be sure to look up just Chris Paul uh, tribute basketball game. I'm sure it'll pop up on Google. But what he did was he scored as many points um, as the age of was that his family member passed away at. And he was the free throw line. And I think the last free throw and took himself out of the game after he hit that number um, as a tribute. Oh, which I like that. That's a very nice thing to do, and I'm sure he was extremely emotional. Yeah. Um, and thinking about that too, this is not in you know paying tribute to um, a fallen family member, but Rob Gronkowski in high school. Do you know this story? Going for 69 I points. I didn't. I don't know. He was at the line with 68 points, hit 69, and intentionally bricked his second free throw. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> so, yeah. so he could finish with exactly 69. <laughs> and you're like, that's awesome. That, These are, that, uh, you can't not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, the tribute, uh, it's a it's a um, it's a feel good moment for a different type of tribute. Yeah. I also want to I want to throw out the uh, 29. Yeah, we're in towards the 2019 Masters when Tiger Woods won it again, like after his redemption, like yeah. literally, you know, what happened with his whole scandal. He's literally injured every year. Or even um what was the other one? It was the FedEx Cup with Tiger, like when he was about to win his first uh tournament in I think it was like not nine years, eight years. The I don't even know how they did the entire crowd just rushed the course and was following him. It was like, you know what? That was honestly the coolest thing I've ever seen in sports. (laughs) They don't let people on the course. And everyone just said, fuck it. And (laughs) like charged the course. And as like Tiger's walking to the green, everyone is behind him chanting Tiger. Like he he couldn't even help but smile. And he's like a hermit. So like he... It, it was it was such a cool thing. If you haven't seen it, you have to like YouTube it. It's it's so cool. Yeah, I remember seeing the Masters thing though when um, he sank his final putt and the entire place just went like insane. Oh, and then someone after like he did he uh, when he was walking off the course, like his son walked up and like he he mm-hmm. hugged him, and then someone made a little scrapbook thing on the internet of what mirroring it from when he did it with his dad in his first Masters. I was like, ah. Oh. The feels. You're getting me up in these feels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and of course, you could go on and on about great tribute stories, great yeah. moments in the feels. One that also comes to mind was I forget who the athlete was who ran in the Olympics in 92, uh, but tore his hamstring in the sprint, and his dad came on and, like, ran with him. 
Um, oh, yep. Mm-hmm. The Olympics had the audacity to disqualify him versus finishing him last. I'm like, really? You oh, gotta, really? You, you've got to DQ him for that? Like, I don't, I don't see the difference. No, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to finish. The guy was hobbling because he tore his hammy. Like, of yeah. course he's going to finish last. So they want him to crawl to the finish line? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Fucking crawl. This is the Olympics. <laughs> that reminds me of, do you remember the old, it was, I, I, it was the old, internet video i think they actually ended up on tosh.0 it was the girl who like was running track no no it was the girl who did uh she she was playing softball i think on her way to first oh yeah she, like hit a home run that she like tore her hamstring or something and like her teammates like walked her across the bases that was a good one yeah i think they said it didn't count though because of that oh no, no 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 i'm mistaken you know what happened was the opposing team Walked her around the bases. Oh, was that it? Okay. Yeah. That's so no one came on. Yeah. So a good show of sportsmanship there. I'm sure the yeah. pitcher was fuming. I think the pitcher was like, "Don't do this." Like, this I can't mean. believe that just came out of my memory box. Like, I don't know how the fuck. All I right. That. Matt watching more women's sports than we remember. Whoa, 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 whoa! I watch a fair amount of women's sports. <laughs> like, I think I this is, this is more than the more than the average male sports fan. That's a positive. That's a positive. There you go. Do you bet <laughs> on it? Uh, here and there. No, oh my God. I've been on uh, UConn before. Okay, well, at least, like, yeah. there's something that you can know about that, right? Yeah, they're going to win by 40. So. They, had a, they had a pretty bad year last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, last year wasn't great. I mean, I wouldn't call it bad. It wasn't, like, UConn, but... Right. If they didn't win a championship, that's all I know. I don't think anyone did, so they're good. I thought they did. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Not the 2020. Not the 2020 oh, oh, I don't. I don't recall the 2019. Yeah, Gino. Gino's losing the magic touch. <laughs> he's losing it. He's, he's only been there for like – he's only won like 20 <laughs> titles in like 30 years. He only won 100 straight games like only <laughs> six months earlier, but he's washed now. Yeah. Washed. Hashtag. He only um, loses the greatest women's basketball player of all time every year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Gino. He's washed. Cancel. Gino's over party. Let's get it. <laughs> oh my god, that shit is so crazy. <laughs> so stupid. Um, yeah, I mean, we can go on for that, but we'll call it here. Yeah. Um, unless Matt, there's anything else you want to bring up before we uh, wrap our wrap our segments up? UFC 250s in a few weeks. That should be fun. All right. Uh, what's his name? Uh, legendary fighter Anderson Silva said he wants a super fight with Conor McGregor at 175, where I don't oh. think uh, McGregor's ever fought at before. But McGregor, Isn't McGregor yeah, much slighter than that? He's like 150-something, yeah. maybe. But um, McGregor on Twitter said, I, I accept. So if he can beef up to 175 and face Anderson Silva, that would be fucking awesome. That would be awesome. That would be probably – it would probably break every pay-per-view record, at least for the UFC. I would watch that fight. Yeah, I would stream it for free on Reddit, but for I'd sure. watch that fight. I. The issue with when it's something that big is you're not going to find a good stream. <laughs> oh, it's going to be horrible bandwidth for sure. Yeah. So I I think if that if that fight happens, I might actually drop the money because I I got to see that shit. There you go. Like, is is this going to be on, anything like it? Is the fight going to be on Fight Island? They keep talking about Fight Island. Like I think <laughs> I think they think it's a good idea and it's like a selling point, and I really hope they do it. I would love Fight Island. I mean, I think they so don't cool. need it anymore because they can just do it in Jacksonville. But I think. <laughs> It's such a cool idea. Just the, the idea of Fight Island sounds UFC so cool. Fight Island. That's, <laughs> it sells itself. There you go. Yeah. But be on the lookout. What is it? A couple weeks from now, UFC 250? I think two weeks, maybe. A week or uh, – what's the day? Oh, I have no idea. All right, never mind. <laughs> All right. So be on the lookout for that indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. But until then, guys, that has been Last Second Covers Season 2, Episode 11. I've been Chaz here with Sula. Um, if you were nice enough to watch this live stream on our podcast, you could do that by being a Patreon patron. Uh, you could do that by going to patreon.com slash straight up sports. There we have all our different tiers for all of you guys. Uh, we appreciate any support that you guys can give us as we look through and continue with our content. Uh, if you just stream this as a podcast, we also say thank you. You could do that anytime on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other major podcasting platform. We do these podcasts. We stream them Thursdays every 7 p.m. Eastern, and we release them on Fridays. So you could look for Season 2, Episode 12 to come out at the same time next week. So until then, guys, stay safe. We love you. And we will see you next week. Later.